chapter 6 verse 63 Jesus said the words that I speak unto you they are spirit and they are life a warm welcome to the refreshing word of Calvary Baptist Church you are in for an uplifting time in God's word enjoy the message I'm glad you're able to join me today we are still in the Christmas period and God's message for you and for me today is obey Christ. Obey Christ. We're reading Hebrews chapter 2 from verse 1 to 4. Actually, we'll be touching on 1 to 18, but I'll read 1 to 4 for now. Let's hear the word of God. Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him? Verse 4. God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you always honor your word because you speak to us so that we can understand and obey you, so that you can correct us, heal us, direct us, and make us rich in you. I submit myself to you and my listeners that will not only be hearers of the word, but doers as well. In Jesus' name, I declare this done. Amen. When the whole world is celebrating Christmas, what does it mean? Of course, if you go into it, you will find out that some people do not really understand what Christmas is or what they are celebrating. Christmas, we are told, is Christ Mass. It comes from two words that means the church service about Christ. Christ Mass. Mass, as you know, is how the Catholic brothers call church. Mass, their service, and Christ Mass. So Christmas is about Christ. How do you celebrate it? These days, there are all kinds of ways people celebrate Christmas. It's a very big commercial place. Also, you find people with cards, cars, people travel, they eat, they drink, and of late, people are selling condoms because they have noticed that there is free sex everywhere. People take advantage of this, and they end up with all kinds of sexually transmitted diseases, all in the name of celebrating Christmas. Some bought cars that are fully loaded, and they run, driving recklessly, and injure themselves all in the name of Christmas festivities. I hope and pray that the season of Christmas, the Lord of Christmas, will keep your heart sober. Yes, you can have some fun, some merrymaking, yes, but don't go overboard and lose your sense. Because what you are reading today, what the Lord wants us to talk about today, is for you and I to know that we are only 
passing through this world. Very soon, you will not have the opportunity to even hear the news about Christmas. You will not even have the opportunity to celebrate it because you'll be gone. And where you are going, you are going to meet the Lord, your God, your maker. And what would you tell him? So if we're talking today about Christmas, the message is obey Christ. Obey the Christ of Christmas. I was so touched when I heard a doctor giving a lecture about abuse, drug abuse. And he said something that surprised me. He said, people think that drug abuse is when they give you, or when, when, when you are sick, and then they give you something and you take it, you're supposed to take it for one week, and you take it for a few days, and then you stop. Yes, that is abuse. But drug abuse also could mean that after you've taken the drug, uh, you go back sometime and go and take it when you think that what you have is the same as a disease you got the previous time. You go and take it. Or sometimes somebody has a symptom and it looks like the person's eyes are yellow or green or something, and you say, oh, I had the same thing. So you give the thing to the person also, and he goes to take it. That that is also called drug abuse. So I found out that, that there are so many things that can constitute drug abuse. And he said any of these ways of taking drugs will not yield the needed result. Because that is not the way it is supposed to be used. Abuse, abuse is that the wrong use of something. So there can be child abuse, husband abuse, wife abuse, and even Christ abuse or church abuse. The Lord, in talking to us about Christmas, or the writer of the book of Hebrews, tells us something about our relationship with the Lord, our God, our maker, and our friend. And when we read Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1, you find quite clearly the message is. He said, so we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard, or we may drift away from it. So we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard, or we may drift away from it. Now, I said last week, if you are with me, or let me just repeat it, that most teachers think that this was written to Hebrew Christians where in the world where there was persecution, there was torture, and they were afraid that they may be killed. Some were also going back to the old ways of worshiping idols and worshiping angels and thinking that Christ is the same class as all of these things. And the writer is just telling them Christ is in a class of his own. And we ended up by saying, yes, even God himself gave a testimony about him, that if in the past God spoke to us through prophets, he spoke to us through dreams and visions. In this last days, he's speaking to us through a son. And that son, in his speech, showed us the wisdom of God. And his miracle shows us what God is able to do. Then we must listen and listen to him properly. And what he came to offer us was salvation, a new way of life, a new man and a new woman who will live. And so the emphasis today, as we are in the Christmas mood, is obey Christ. Obey the Christ of Christmas.
So verse 1, therefore we must give more earnest need to the things we have heard. Lest we drift away. You see, Jesus came to show us the way of salvation and the way of God. The first time I traveled to the United Kingdom, England, I was so surprised. When I got out from the aircraft, the airport, and I was going to town, I was totally lost. When I saw them driving, they were driving on the right side of the road. The, the steers were this way, and the people were there. And I, I mean, my, my, I was panting. I was afraid. I thought they were coming to hit me. And the road, I said, ah, what is this? In fact, I, 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 <laughs> I just had to ask my friend, oh, this is how they drive in this country. They say, yes. And it occurred to me that I am the one in a different country. Where I am, they don't see anything wrong with what they are doing. That's the way they drive. And who is wrong? I am the one who is wrong in my thinking, in my perception, because I think it should be driven this way. Perhaps if they also come to Ghana, they will feel the same way. Okay? So I have never tried to drive in the UK before. I, have, I don't even know. I, I, I just say, no, if I'm going somewhere, I'll get a lift or I'll get a bus, I'll get a train, I will not drive there and get myself into trouble. What's the point? We live in the world. We know how the world system works. Where right can be wrong, where wrong can be right, where you know how to cheat, how to lie, how to live in the flesh, how to do things that are wrong, we know them. We grew up. We know, we know our classmates. We have our boyfriends, we have our girlfriends, we have our pastors. We have, all I'm saying that we are used to a certain way of life, and it is so enjoyable. Sometimes even if it is bad, you can make it look good because there are people there who can support you. If you belong to a party, people support you. If you belong to a class, they will support you. If you belong to a church, people will support you. It is rare for people to be confronting you when you are part of the group and you are wrong. Then suddenly, you said you have become a Christian. And what does that mean? Christ has come to live within you. He now says, I want to be your savior and I want to be your Lord. So in this left-handed world we live in, he wants you to be a right-handed driver to live by his standards. Some of the standards are called the Beatitudes. Love your enemies, pray for them. Tell the truth. Your yes shall be yes and your no shall be no. You have heard it said of old, this and that. Love your enemies. Go and tell the good news to all people. These are commands. These are things that he has said that you should do. And these are the marks of a believer. And hello, I have news for you. It is these kind of things that people followed in Antioch. And they got a name, a nickname called Christians. Because they were behaving like little Christ, little Christians. And that was pleasing to the Lord. But there were some people who, when they hear about Christ, think that he's one of those gods, one of those angels, one of those amagans. And they can keep adding, adding, adding to the gods. So there's a God for Monday, there's a God for Tuesday, there's a God for Wednesday. They have 700 gods, 77 gods. They add Jesus to his 78 gods. And when he pleases them, they follow him. When he doesn't please them on Tuesday, they follow something else. And the writer of the book of Hebrews is telling us, this God who broke into history, why today we still celebrate his birth, is not one of those gods you take for granted. You must not abuse it when he has come into your life to be the Lord of your life. You must live for him. If you don't know how to live for him, ask him for grace to help you to live for him. But don't play hot and cold and continue to live 
like a pig enjoying the bad. So he says in verse 1, Therefore, we must give the more earnest need heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. What has he taught you? What is he telling you? When you read your Bible, what does God tell you? What is the truth about how you should live, how you shouldn't live, how you should be kind to people, how you should tell the truth, how you should live as a citizen, how you should live as a church member? What are you supposed to do? He gives us clear things. That the God who broke through history, who has made you his Lord, who has made you his child, has expectations of you. I had an army officer tell me some time ago that as an officer, he's not supposed to sit in a Trotsky. I said, ah, but who pays the money for you? So it doesn't matter who pays the money for me. That is my standard. I'm not supposed to sit or ride a trotro. I said, oh, good for you. Friends, what has the Lord told you to do or not to do? So verses 2 and 3 tell us something. That even angels who were in heaven were punished when they sinned. And there's no way of escape if we neglect God's way. Hear this. Even angels. Even Lucifer. You see, because some of us think that, oh, we, all we hear is that God is so loving, God is so kind. And today, oh, I'll be talking about Christmas. Oh, little Jesus that was born in the, in the manger. They were going to sing, gentle Jesus, meek and mild, look upon a little child. We think he's so weak, so he can do anything we want to do. But look at what Hebrews tells us. Hebrews 2, verses 2 and 3. Verse 2. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward. Verse 3. How shall we escape? If we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him. What the writer of the book of Hebrews is saying this, you have heard something. Live it. Don't throw it away. Okay, some people think, oh, Christ has saved me, so some laws don't apply. Oh, the law, thou shalt not still, still applies. Do not commit adultery, still applies. Don't commit fornication, still applies. God's moral laws are still God's moral laws yesterday, today, and forever. And when you sin, said if you sin, and you confess and you repent, and don't go back to your sin, I'll forgive you. The laws are still there. And he's saying that even the angels who sinned against God, they were punished. Therefore, don't take God for granted. Why? Because, see, when God has called you, He's trying to mold you to be somebody. We say there are three phases of salvation. You are saved, you are being saved, and you'll be saved. So what does it mean? The Christ of Christmas came to show us who God is like. He came to show us what Adam did to us. And he offers you and I salvation. Say, come, come, receive me. So when you pray that prayer, Lord, I want to be your child. Come and live within my heart. He says in John 1, 12, as many as received him, he gave the right, the power to become the children of God. So you have become the child of God. And what does he do with you now? He now lives within you. That when you read this word, the Bible, when you pray to him, when you obey him by being in church or fellowship or sheepfold, you are becoming more and more like him. You see, you do. You do, you see. You go wrong. You ask for forgiveness. You sin, you ask for... You are becoming more like him. You are, he is constructing you until you become like him. 
But if after he has saved you, he said, go here, you won't go here. Go left, you go right. Go this, don't do this. He tells you, you don't even obey. You don't even read his word. You don't even share with anybody. What are you? You are just, excuse me to say, as somebody who is deceiving himself. And truly, that's a deceit. That when you are like that, you'll be a fruitless Christian. That salvation will not benefit you anything, in, in any way. Then he goes on to say in verse 4, you see, he said, look, a lot of things have happened, and you must beware. He said, God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to his own will, that people, through God's gift, God is helping people to do impossible things. Can't you see that the sick are healed? Can't you see that criminals have repented? Can't you see things happening around you? Why are you not changing? Christ wants you to obey him as well. But one thing I like about the Bible, that God does not tell us all these things, dry, dry, dry. But God continues to tell us that there is a promise. There's a better world that we should look forward to. I know some students are listening to me. And it's not easy to be a student in this country or to be a student anywhere. If you really want to pass, huh, it is difficult. You have to study and study and study. And hopefully, when you pass, you get a good job. Some don't like studying, so they like to cheat. They buy exam paper, they buy the answers, they go online, they get it, and they write, they write, write, they get A, 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 A. And when they meet the real situation in life, they get F, 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 because they were cheating. The simple point I'm making is this. Because most people think that when you write an exam and you pass, it opens the door for you for a greater future, to earn more income, to become a top, the head and not the tail. They pay the price for it. The Bible also tells us that when Christ saves us, he becomes the Lord of your life. He's training you, he's coaching you, and his aim for you is to take you to the World Cup, where you win the gold, where you win the silver, where you win this. He won't take you there so that you'll come back home and not win uh, and be medalless Christian. No. He has a bright promise for you. So when you look at the people he's challenging, you look at verses 5 and 6. He's telling us what is in store for you when you obey Christ, when you, the Christ of Christmas comes into your life, when he's constructing you, when he's leading you, when he's directing you. He said, look, for he has not put the world, for he has not put the world to come of which we speak in subjection to angels. Verse 6, But one testified in a certain place, saying, What is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you are bothered about him? You see, the future will not be controlled by angels, but God's children, who he is training they are the ones who rule in the world to come. He will give it to you as a gift. Remember, the one he gave the five talents to, the one he gave the two talents to. When they had doubled, he said, come to the joy of your master. You were faithful in five. Get five more kingdoms. You are faithful in two. Get two more kingdoms. God is telling us there is a future that is so glamorous. That's unbelievable. Work for me and I'll pay you. So the obedience actually endures to your benefit. 
You can take verses 7 and 8. You see, say God is not going to give these angels. These angels, they have never sinned before. They've never lived in this world before. They may not even know what temptation is. There are some stories about angels coming to cross and do something with human beings. But I'll not even get to that today. But Christ is saying that, the Bible is clearly saying that there is a future reward. The reward begins now. But there's an ultimate reward for those who love Christ. But it's 7 and 8. Yet you made them only a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You gave them authority over all things. Now, when he says all things, it means nothing is left out. But we have not yet seen all things put under their authority. All things, all things, all things. God's reason for saving you, for saving Christ, for molding you, for transforming you. May God's reason for giving us Christ is to mold you and to turn you around, that he qualifies you to be the star that God wants you to be, to reign the way God wants you to reign. And you only get there by obeying him. You see, again, they say Ghanaians love football. Or let's take, just take athletics. You know, you, you just see something that is very interesting. They say, oh, they are playing this formation, 4-2-4, 1-5-1, and all this. And the coach has a plan in mind. Sometimes the plan works, sometimes the plan doesn't work. Or sometimes you, are, you, you, you have a GPS and it's telling you something. I saw something two days ago. I couldn't believe it. I know the road very well and I was going in a certain direction. And the map was telling me, go to the left, go to the right, go to the left. And I just say, no, I know this road very well. I said, no. And I disobeyed. I went straight. And I ran into traffic. That took me about 30 minutes to get out of the traffic. Then I went back and said, oh, if only I'd gone to the left. Because the left was a service road that was free. People were passing there. And Google Maps could see it. Right? A satellite could see it and directed me. God knows the beginning from the end. God is smarter than, than that. And the GPS, if I may compare it, is that the Holy Spirit that God has given to us who lives in us. The Holy, the, I mean, GPS can be wrong, so I'm not saying GPS is the Holy Spirit. No, God directs us. God shows us. God coaches us. And God wants the best for us. So when we do not obey him, it pains him. Because we knock our heads against the rocks. We do all the wrong things and do not get the benefits of being the child of God. But today, as you hear his word, as you celebrate Christmas, as you work towards the beginning of a new year, as you work towards the end of this year, can you be looking back and say, Lord, you gave me all the chance in 2022. How have I lived for you? Have I done my best for you in witnessing, in giving, in tithing, in service? Have I done my best for you? Because you want me, you want me, you want me to be the best, to be the head and not the tail, not by worldly standards, but by your own standard. God, I want to be the child you want me to be. You see, verse 11 talks about what Christ is trying to do with you and I. Hebrews 2.11 For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one. For which reason? He's not ashamed to call them brethren. Hallelujah. Jesus, through obedience, was accepted by God. Can you imagine it? 
In Matthew chapter 4, the devil came to tempt him. And Jesus could say clearly, it is written, it is written, it is written. And therefore, the devil left him. Job was tempted. It is written, it is written, it is written. He believed in God. And the devil was ashamed. Now they are telling us again, if you're going to obey Christ, and he's sanctifying you, his voice is within you, coaching you, directing you. You want to go to the left in this right-hand country. You say, no, you are, in, you are in UK. Drive on this side. You say, no, I'm this. When you eventually listen to him, you'll find that no policeman will come and arrest you for driving on the wrong side. But if you persist, you get ashamed. So verse 11 says, for both he who sanctifies, that's the Lord Jesus Christ, and those who are being sanctified, that is you and I, his brothers and sisters. He's working on us. We are not finished yet. He's working on us. Okay? Are all of one. We are all one family. He has lowered himself. Come down to our level to understand trials, temptation. He understands every temptation to be forsaken, to be lonely, to be broke, to be tired, to be betrayed. He understands all. So when he's working with you, he's not working with you from theory. That's why he came down to live among us Christmas. So for which reason, he's not ashamed to call them brethren. Beloved, that's why you can go to Jesus and say, Lord, you are my brother. Lord, you know me. Lord, you know my ways. Lord, my ways are difficult. Father, I don't understand what is happening, but I know I can talk to you. You understand. And even as the Bible says, even sometimes when you, are, you, you even... You cannot even utter words. And you are just groaning. Hmm. Hmm. He said the worst, that groaning, the deep groaning, is a prayer. Because the Holy Spirit understands you. What are we talking about today? I'm talking about obeying the Christ of Christmas. God sent his son, the living word, to come and live among us. He taught us. His word has been written down so that we can see. Isn't it amazing that there were people who walked with him, talked to him, saw him. He died. He was buried. He resurrected. And they recorded all of these things for your guidance so that we will not be left without any evidence. So what are we supposed to do? We are supposed to continue giving him praise and praise and praise always. You see, look at verse 12 about the praise that should be given to this God. The God who says, saying, I'll declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of all the assembly, I'll sing praise to you. Hallelujah. This is the God who has saved us. This is the God of Christmas. This is the God who is committed to you along this journey. Through trials, through sickness, through whatever. You can sing his praise. Because he's the God who would work through you. What can you do? Verse 13, putting your trust in him fully. Trust him fully. Again, he said, I will put my trust in him. And again, here am I and the children whom God has given me. Here Jesus saying, here am I. He's calling you his child as you obey him. He said, Lord, he's just a child. You know, sometimes the way the Bible describes us, Sometimes we take ourselves so seriously. In Psalm 103, it says, look, even God himself, he knows that we are dust. He knows that we are like the dew that we're seeing on the, on the grass. 
In the morning, it is there fresh. But as soon as the sun comes, it dries off. So he remembers us. He pities us. But the Lord is saying, yes, I know all of these things. So I am your Lord. Let me be your confidant. Let me be the one who will take you. The little bit you can. Obey me, obey me, obey me, obey me. And after a while, obedience will not be too difficult because you have seen that I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord who knows everything that concerns you. Now let's take a few one, verses 16 and 17, and then we'll come to a close today. For indeed, he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Hallelujah. Can you claim that verse for yourself? You think angels are in heaven. Yes, angels fly. And people pray to angels. But look at what the Bible is saying. If you can read it, read it with me. For indeed, he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Are you the seed of Abraham? Yes. Are you born in the flesh? Yes. Do you make mistakes? Yes. Do you get confused sometimes? Yes. Did Abraham say the wife is the sister? Yes. But did he have faith in God? Yes. But was he willing to sacrifice his son? Yes. Even though he didn't understand everything? Yes. Did God call himself the God of Abraham and we call ourselves God of Abraham? Yes. But which of the angels went to that extent? No. So Jesus that we are introduced to at Christmas is the one who is willing to be called my brother, my sister. What are the implications? Continue to give him thanks that I came to your own level that you can be redeemed. Secondly, you can continue to witness about him, telling people the reason for the season, that the Lord came to help you and I to obey him and to live for him. And thirdly, whatever he has given you, use it to serve him because he's coming soon. And there are rewards. Rewards. You cannot dream about them because you have not seen them yet. But when he comes, he's not so unjust. The Bible clearly states his rewards are with him. Just obey. There's no other way to be happy in him than to obey. Have a Merry Christmas. But above all, remember the Christ of Christmas is coming again. Are you ready for him? Lord, with our hearts, we receive you. With our will, we yield to you. With our mouth, help us to proclaim you until you come again soon. Jesus, the King, yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. You just heard the radio broadcast from Calvary Baptist Church, headed by Reverend Dr. Fred Bay. We trust you've been blessed. Do join us on Sunny FM every Saturday from 8 to 8.30 p.m. for an awesome time in the Word of God. Locate us right opposite the Mr. Biggs restaurant in Adabraka near the Kwame Nkrumah Interchange. As well, we're in Shiashi across the motorway from the Accra Mall. 
in Oibi were near the Cares Valley Event Center at the Goyle Filling Station. Our Amasamine campus is on the Danbridge Montessori School premises near the Amasamine Government Hospital. Again, we're in Botiano, opposite the Botiano Polyclinic. Otherwise, follow us on Facebook at Calvary Baptist Church GH and on YouTube at Calvary Baptist Church TV or email us via Calvary Baptist Ghana at yahoo.com. You can also call us on 024-369-0485 or 0302-231-854 or reach us on WhatsApp number 0200-181680. God bless you.